0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's your favorite athletic director, Mike Collins, down here at Southern South Florida. We're moving along nicely. So you've been hired. You've been through the interview process. You've met the team for the first time. Things are moving quickly. Excitement's building. What are we doing next? All right. So in my earlier episode, I had suggested your first team meeting is crucial short, sweet, to the point, you look professional, you look organized, you're there to collect information on potential athletes interested in your program, and then you're setting the next meeting date probably five days away. So now, based on that information, what are we going to do? All right, well, the hiring process still might not be done. So in these next five days, you need to make sure you have your athletic ID issued by the school board or by the school. Any type of athletic key access keys, you need to have those by that time. Um, Some schools may relegate that to seasons. So maybe you'll get your key closer to your season. But if you can, try to secure your keys. Also, by then, you should have tried to figure out what your athletic coaching staff looks like. If you're the head coach, who are your assistants? uh, Volunteer-wise, if there's anybody you're bringing on board, you know you just went through the process. It's not smooth, it's not easy. You need to help them. There's key people you need to meet. Obviously the office manager uh, is a key person you need to have a good first name relationship with. That may help out with gift cards to possibly Wawa or um, Dunkin' Donuts. Obviously, the athletic director, or if the athletic director assigns an assistant athletic director to you, I always tell my new coaches, be a pest. Don't try to figure it out on your own. Be a pest, but be a pest now. Don't be a pest once your season starts, because it's too late by then, so be a pest now. Try to find out about your uniforms, your practice gear. Take it your own inventory. If a athletic director hands you a bin full of uniforms and a a sheet telling you what's in there, I would immediately open it and go through it. Uh, Practice gear, same thing. If you're handed a whole bunch of balls, footballs, soccer balls, uh, volleyballs, basketballs, those inflatable kind, you need to blow them all up. If you don't have a pump, go get one. If the athletic department doesn't have one, welcome to being a coach. You should, at this point, make sure you have several whistles. I would highly suggest the Fox 40. That thing is amazing. Uh, Also, you want to get uh, clipboards and you want to get organized. Uh, If you don't have any athletic coaching gear, your athletes really want to see you dressed as a coach every single time you meet. That makes them feel good. When you look like a coach, they feel like they're being coached by a coach. When you're dressed like, you know, you got off a long shift uh, uh, being a a nurse or a doctor and you still have your scrubs on, they don't feel like you're really into coaching that day because you're still, and I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying that, but I'm just telling you what your kids want. So if you don't have enough coaching attire, get some. Again, welcome to being a coach. Um, Try to think what else here. Also, social media, it's a thing, and we're going to talk about it, but you need to have your very own social media, and right now, in the current state of 2022, at least in South Florida, Twitter uh, still seems to be the number one that everybody's going to. If you don't have a LinkedIn, you might want to start a LinkedIn, and uh, so Twitter, LinkedIn, and then Instagram uh, has a little more features in it, and that's where you should be with that. (laughs) That way you're accessible, obviously, to collegiate uh, potential coaches because that's where the colleges are at, and then obviously with the kids. And then we'll talk much more about your social media side of things. And that's what you'll be doing those five days before your next meeting. Now, depending on the way school information gets passed out, some schools have a full-blown TV production, You got to go meet those people and be real nice to them and try to see if they can't include you in their morning announcements or their online um, access points. If it has to be like at our school, we're still very heavily involved in paper media. So making flyers and such. Yeah, make a really nice flyer. Spend the money. Have color added. And you know what? Get on there, make it colorful, and put them around the school. Once they get approved, if that's a process you need to go through, and that's something you're gonna have to learn as a coach. And uh, and get those things up around school to try to build excitement for your second meeting. Again, your assistant coaches they should be cleared. Make sure you follow all the county and city, and school rules before you start bringing people around the kids. And you know they have to be cleared. Follow all those rules, please. And then try to check out your facility space. So obviously, if you're a swim team, go check out the pool if it's on campus. If it's off campus, that's a whole nother monster. You're now at the whim of that facility, off-campus facility. Uh, do you have a designated equipment space? Is that only access for the athletic directors? That's all information you'll need to have before meeting number two. Weight room. Have you been in a weight room? The fitness room. Have you been in the fitness room? What's it look like? What kind of equipment do they have? Is it updated? Is it safe? Um, have you met the trainer, athletic trainer? Is he or she on or off campus? Make yourself acquainted with those type of facilities. Is there anything as far as rehab, as far as muscle soreness or maybe ice tubs or anything like that? And have a nice conversation with your athletic trainer, your AT, and... Uh, and just commiserate and a gift card wouldn't hurt there either go out to your space are you going to be on outside basketball courts are you going to be you know on a small practice field Uh, is your softball field you know how does how does the facility look is it weeded does it look good do you need to have a field day Uh, and then also get with your athletic department and find out what are the no-go's i know many stadiums mine included is a game only stadium Meaning, my my, I have real grass. I do not have artificial, and we just cannot keep grass alive. I can keep weeds all over the place, but I cannot keep grass alive in South Florida. Go figure. So therefore, our stadium is a game day only stadium. So no, you don't get to practice corner kicks. Sorry, it just it, uh, my field can't handle it. No, we can't practice face offs. No, we can't practice running on and off the field for lacrosse. No, we can't practice flag football out there. Sorry. You're going to have to be in baseball outfield. Oh, no, baseball is not the same time as flag football. You guys, we're going to have to work this out. So um, so those are the things you need to be hustling and doing as a new coach. Meet everybody. A firm handshake, a big smile. There's no such thing as mine. Um, one thing i got to say about me being a, uh, a coach, I always got along with everybody. Uh, I made it my personal mission to not rub anybody the wrong way. Now, I know football. They're a very greedy bunch. Uh, There's a ton of kids. They're they're Sports 365 and their coaches' brains, uh, which is a mistake. But anyway, so I I digress. And they feel that they own the weight room, that they own every ounce of practice. You know what? I just worked with them. I did not go toe-to-toe with them. And in the long run, I, I... i want them all over and that's the way i would also be if you got to get pushed around a little bit in the beginning to figure out how things work then get pushed around a little bit um, i'm not saying be a push over but you know yeah. i would say definitely be more flexible than rigid going in and then as time goes you put your time in sort of figure stuff out then you, you can start to rich it up and, and fight for what you believe in So that's your first five days, right? Your first five, after your first meeting with the kids, so you've been hired as the head coach, they make, the school makes their announcement, usually through social media and through email. Now you meet the kids for the first time, you've got that information from the kids, you've started a group chat, and now within these next five days, you're just working, 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 working. In the meantime, I guarantee you, kids are reaching out to you through your email, and I know this is out of, out of nowhere. if you don't have a school specific email like if the school can't get you an email, then I would suggest getting a Gmail account or a free email account separate from anything you have personal, use your first name, your last name and then you know maybe include the, the mascot in, in a Gmail account. so it'd be like you know John dot Smith, you know, bobcatcoach@gmail.com. So the parents know, the kids know. They're definitely getting a hold of the coach, and you know, and that that's the way I would go. If you have a personal email account, you know, and it's like dot dot badstar two fifty nine at gmail, like they they don't know who they're talking to. So I would just freshen it up. It's fine to start off with a brand new email address, and go that way. And uh, so now. Meeting number two. You have these beautiful flyers up around school. You have a nice space. The uh, athletic director got you a room or an office or the cafeteria to use. Here's where you should expect double capacity or double uh, participation from your first meeting. That's what should definitely be your anticipated return. Now, if we're talking some obscure sport, and I'm about to hurt some feelings here, so if we're talking water polo bowling um, lacrosse you know some some of those more obscure sports you you should not be expecting double uh, double return on a, a number of kids but if you're one of the big 5 basketball football soccer uh, uh, track you baseball softball you have a first initial meeting and there's 20 kids there definitely needs to be 40 kids at that next meeting if there's not 40 kids, if your numbers have not doubled by the second meeting, which by the way, it needs to become a mandatory meeting. If those kids aren't there, then that tells you something's happening with that first meeting. It did not go as smooth as you ha- as it should have. So now you need to make sure that you really win them over on this one. So now in the second meeting, what should you have? Well, you should have your calendar By this time, because you've met with the athletic director, you've met with the athletic trainer, you've met with the other coaches, you saw the weight room, you saw the facilities that were available, and based on your athletic calendar with your state organization, whether you're allowed to be actually physically meeting with them in that sport realm or if you're just allowed to do weightlifting and conditioning, all that determines, and I'm telling you now, follow all your state and local rules. If you're not allowed to have a ball because it's too early, then don't have a ball. Really, don't do it. Just get the kids together, get some fitness in, get some weightlifting in. But you should definitely have a calendar. So now the kids walk in. Again, have them all sign in again, digitally is preferred. At this point, you're now introducing, the kids should be introducing you. You should be introducing yourself as the coach. So it now should be coach, 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 coach. That awkwardness should now be gone. Now it's back to business. We're going to discuss right now what the expectations are. And most likely the expectations are going to be capital number one. Get your paperwork turned in because I really can't even spend any time with you. If you don't have all your athletic paperwork turned in. Just assume it's your responsibility as a coach. Just assume it'd be nice, there's some schools where athletic directors and athletic trainers take that all off the hands of their coaches, but you should just assume it's all on you. So in this particular instance, you need to be educated by the athletic director on the proper paperwork that kids need to have to be able to participate in athletics in your school it's just part of being a coach. I know we haven't even talked about strategies yet or you know, competencies and, and coaching skills, but really it, all, it is a ton of paperwork. So here you go and you get out and you start explaining and now you're becoming an educator because you're explaining to these kids, I need this paperwork done here. I need you to go get your physical here. I need this filled out. I need this photo, photos copy taken here. And then here come the questions. I did this last year, do I have to do it again? Again, you need to be educated, possibly have your athletic trainer with you or your athletic director with you. And they can help fill in any of those areas that may seem a little foggy to you until you get it down pat. I can tell you in the state of Florida that every participating athlete has to have a full uh, uh, physical done on the state paperwork. There's also another liability form that has to be completely filled out by the parent or the person that's living with them. So, and then after that, there's proofs of insurance. There may be birth certificates that are involved. There's all this other stuff, joy, 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 joy. So um, that's the front-loading and that's what you're gonna find out as as a first-time coach, that's gonna be your biggest pain in the butt, especially when you're dealing with teenage boys because they are the most unreliable things on the planet. So get that paperwork started, and you may want to start having workout sessions. If the athletic department allows it, you know, you may start wanting to get time in the weight room. I'm telling you, you only want to have kids there that have done all their paperwork, and if there's concussion protocols that they need to follow, then you need to make sure you follow your school's or your athletic trainer's concussion protocols and any other protocols they have before you even get to start coaching. So that's meeting number one. Now you have more information. So now here come the questions. This is not, I mean, not meeting number one. I apologize. This is now your second meeting. But now you have much more information. Hey, how's the schedule coming along? Well, now you, the athletic director will tell you. Your schedule's almost done. This is what's happening. Oh, you're playing your rival on this day. You know, those type of important information. During the interview process, you may have asked the athletic director, hey, can I do a tournament? If we fight, what, fundraise, can we do... A tournament That should all be dealt with way during the interview process and in those five days prior to you having your second meeting with the team. So now, hey guys, I looked at the uniforms. Our white sets of uniforms, our away uniforms, our home uniforms, they're god awful. Yes, we have them, but they're stained, there's grass stains, there's armpit stains. We need to start raising money now. We'll get into fundraising in a little bit. But at least now you have a lot more information. So now you may have, you definitely have a practice schedule or a workout schedule. You have a better idea of what your inventory looks like. So now you have an idea of what fundraising you may need to have in place. And then um, from there, the kids now also see all the other kids around them. So there's, I'm telling you, I've seen this time and time again, when it's done effectively, it is an avalanche and it just becomes easier and easier and easier. So, that is what you're doing in those five days after the first time you meet your team. So remember the first time you meet them, you're awe inspiring, you're powerful, you're commanding the room. Short, sweet, get in, get out. Five days, you're doing all this information, getting your assistant coaches figured out, running around, checking facilities, doing inventories, getting the last of your paperwork done for being hired, whistles and uniforms, blah, blah, blah to the moon. You have your next meeting, Kids are now, now you have twice as many names, things are looking great, and now you're going to set a time to meet the parents. You want to meet the parents usually within inside of three weeks of being hired, and this is why. Obviously, we're going to have to meet the parents multiple, multiple, multiple times, but you want your face and your message passed out to the parents, and just know, I'm going to use parents in place of caregivers, because I'm old school, but just know that's any adult that's responsible for that child that's in front of you, we're just gonna call them parents, but you get the point, aunt, uncle, grandma, grandpa, older brother, younger sister, I mean the older sister, you get the point, neighbor, just any adult, that'll be the parent moving forward. So at about three weeks from you being hired, it is imperative, imperative that you meet the parents. So here's how we're gonna meet the parents best way to meet the parents is in an athletic situation, in an athletic place. If you're the football coach, if you're the soccer coach, flag football coach, track coach, ask the athletic director to turn the lights on and meet them in the stands. Meet them in the stands, weather permitting. I, I get it. I'm talking South Florida, you know, mother nature, she's a grumpy gal, lightning, rain. So I get it. If But if you can, Try to meet them. Obviously, basketball, volleyball, wrestling, if you can meet them in the gym, because that's where you're going to meet them every couple of days when it's in season. You're going to be meeting them at the gym. So try to meet them in that space. So uh, that would be my suggestion. When you set a parent meeting, I don't personally, I don't want any athletes there but I want the athletes to introduce their parents to me. So yes, I want Junior to bring Dad, and then I want Junior to leave. I want Sally to bring Dad, but then I want Sally to leave. And you tell the kids ahead of time, this is what we're going to do, blah, blah, blah. So if we're meeting at the football stadium because it's a football team, then I just want the kids to go to the parking lot, and I want you guys to be respectful. But right now it's just a meeting between me and your parents. When you first meet your parents, all your coaching staff needs to be there. You all need to look the same, whatever that takes, whatever that takes, all slacks, all shorts, all sweats, all polos, all dry fit, whatever, all jumpsuits, whatever you guys, you all need to look the same. You need to be there early and everything that is spoken, everything that is spoken is support to the head coach 100 percent nobody really cares about the message from the wide receivers coach nobody really cares about the message coming from the pitching coach they want to hear from the head coach so if you are the pitching coach if you are the special teams coach if you're the goalie coach literally say hi i'm joe smith i'm the pitching coach it's a pleasure being here and then put the microphone down and give it back to the head coach. I would highly suggest have a sign-in sheet and then also uh, some type of light refreshment. Definitely 100% acknowledge all the hard work the parents have done in the past. Acknowledge it, find what is right, what is good about the parents in the past. I am not joking, I have seen football Boosters run on three parents. Football boosters bringing in thousands of dollars done by three parents. So they need to be acknowledged. They definitely need to be acknowledged. And I would definitely praise anything that I can. Sometimes, like with my wrestling team, it's just really good parents. They don't even have a booster, it's just the parents are just doing all this work out of the kindness of their heart. Try to acknowledge anybody, any way, any shape or form. Now, this is not a booster meeting. And I know, I know sometimes, and I've seen this before, where boosters try to take over the coaches, meet the coach night. That's That needs to be nipped in the butt. Um, maybe your athletic director, which I do think should be there. I, as an athletic director, want to be at all my parent coaches meetings. But I know a lot of times uh, my coaches feel intimidated while I'm there because they want to talk business in the gray area which we'll talk about later and they can't do that with me in the room so they don't like me there that's okay so you got to make sure if the boosters try to make turn this into a booster meeting that they know that they're way down on the totem pole that you love them and you appreciate them but this is really the coach's meeting right now meet the coach and we're going to discuss what the coach wants to talk boosters that you know I'll give you all the names for the people that signed up, but really this belongs to the coaches. name. And that needs to be predetermined before uh, the meeting with the parents. You want to come across as unified front, you definitely want to have your calendar. Again, we talked about that. We could change that calendar 50 times. We don't know. Facilities may show up and shut a stadium down. They may want to redo the basketball floor, you know, um, repaint it. We had no idea, and that may screw our calendar up. But those parents want a calendar in their hand. Also, those team rules we talked about, by now you've met with the athletic director, possibly an assistant principal over athletics about your team rules and team policies. Please make sure whatever you come up with, it's very flexible. Like we talked about before, use that word may a lot. May, use it may, 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 may. You know, stuff like fighting and stealing and all that, the school will already have a policy in place and normally that will trump your team rule. So if you got a kid in a locker room stealing cell phones or sneakers, well, your team policy is most likely going to get trumped by the school policy, and you're going to have to follow the school policy. And then you could do additional stuff after that. But uh, again, the next thing you want to talk about are grades. Now, the, the county I'm at, our GPA is 2.0, right, to play. Eligibility is 2.0. I definitely don't suggest, oh, we're going to have a 2.5. Oh, we're going to do 2.3. We have to have 2.7 if you want to be a starter. You know what? You don't have the authority to do that. And unless your athletic department and your administration supports you, that's, that's just not worth going down that road. Now, could you possibly have a weekly grade summary report where if any kids get an F, that can affect their playing time or practicing time or yeah, we could do that. But by all means don't try to raise the GPA of eligibility because you you really don't have any legal standing to do that. And until you spent quality time with these kids and until you've seen them from their side of things and they and you've won them over, that just may be, you know, a bridge too far. So before you go making bold statements like that, I would highly suggest talk to your athletic department, talk to your uh, academic folks and guidance before you start raising teams' GPAs. Maybe offer rewards on the other end. Maybe, you know, at the end of the year banquet, have some type of special recognition to encourage kids to get that GPA up versus threatening them. And we'll talk about uh, rewards versus threats uh, in a later episode then you're also once you hand out your schedule uh, as far as activities goes when you hand out the academic side of things this is what we're going to do some other areas of conversations you probably need to have uh, in a respectful way food Uh, these kids are definitely not eating what they're supposed to be eating uh, as adults aren't eating what they're supposed to be eating and as all young coaches when they come in they're going to revitalize we're going to have the kids work out every day we're going to have them run all these miles but they're still eating the same sugary junk food every single day so it would be highly effective in my opinion if you either talk to a nutritionist or maybe got with your athletic trainer and just mention nutrition and the importance of nutrition not that you're coming up with a nutrition plan because that's down the road but the importance of nutrition that could be mentioned Um, then after that uh, you could if you want to mention I have done inventory I see where we're at with these things I have talked to the athletic department make sure you have done all these things I've talked to the athletic department this is where they're at with uniforms and equipment this is where I see we need to go and from that we need to create a booster and if we cannot create a booster, then we'll have to do uh, team-based fundraising. And this, is, and this is at the time where you let all of them know that you know the expectations for funding this team, we are looking at X amount of dollars and then hand out a prospectus to the parents at that time. Once all that is done, uh, you could do a definitely a Q&A, I would definitely try to stay away from X's and O's. Uh, it's, it's a fool's errand to tell parents what kind of offense you're going to run, what kind of defense you're going to run. You never even spend any time with the kids. How would you know? Um, that, that is a huge trap that I, I find uh, coaches getting themselves into all the time. You may think you're going to run this special offense you know, for your baseball team, and no one's ever ran it before, and I'm going to revolutionize baseball to come to find out. you, you got no one that could throw a ball. You know more than 15 feet so before you go speculating with what offense what defense how are you gonna do how are you gonna, I would just say you know I gotta see the kids first I got to see the kids first there's stuff I'd like to do but I got we're only we're only limited on on the athletes that come out and uh and that's how you meet the parents obviously people like to talk about themselves so at this point you could go on and on about how you were the world's greatest This, that, another one, two, three. Really, I don't know how impressed parents are going to be with that type of information, but all they really want, what they really want to know is are you organized? Are you going to take care of my child? And by you being here, are we better because you're here now? So you cover all those bases. We're going on 30 minutes here, and uh, I appreciate you guys. But again, um, you do these steps again without winging it there's there's a lot of a lot of steps involved but if you take them in small digestible chunks you'll be better for it thanks and i'll be seeing you